Shkach Tiyanki Bobstein for sponsoring uh, the learning, the breakfast this morning. It's a uh, Yeah, what's the name? Sure she is, no, no doubt about it. Okay, so continuing on learning Sefer Mitzvahs. So I think we're, we're sort of officially out of Karbonis, by the way. So just uh, anyone that was worried about that, we're out of Karbonis. That doesn't necessarily mean that we're moving towards anything easier, but uh, it is what it is. Okay, so up to the mitzvah tzadi dalit. Okay, it's one one of the milas of, of of learning this. We're ready. Huh? We're ready. Yeah, that means we're good to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's let's do it. So mitzvah tzadi dalit. Um, okay, a little bit of background before we before we see this mitzvah inside. This mitzvah is going to be about the concept of keeping one's word. Of keeping one's word. We know that in Torah. It's, it's sort of a concept that we've touched upon the past few mitzvahs. There's a concept of nedarm and shuah, so the person can make a vow, take an oath, and so on. All different types, all different uh, ways. And so there's, the, there's a mitzvah, as we'll see in a second, of maitzi svasecha tishmar, that what comes out of your mouth in terms of nedarm and shuah, so you have to keep. Again, it doesn't mean that everything you say you have to keep, but if it's halachically classified as a nedar or a shuah and it falls into those categories, it says an assay to keep it, to keep your word. All right, but a little bit of a background. The truth is, in, in Chumash, there's really two places where this is spoken about. In Parshish Kiseitze, again, you, you don't have this in front of you, but in Parshish Kiseitze, it says, that when a person makes a vow uh, for Hashem, so for example, I don't know, the, to bring a carbon, to give tzedakah, something like that. So, again, you, you know, bring, fulfill it as, as soon as possible. And the Pasik says, what comes out of your mouth, you should keep. And you should fulfill the nether that you pledged to Hashem. So that's, uh, that's one idea, one, one, one place where it says to keep what you say. And there's another place, uh, another place in Parshas Matas. Okay, In Parshas Matas it talks about the general concept of, of, of uh, making vows and shvus and things like that. And so the Pasik talks about, uh, right in the beginning of, uh, of Parshas Matas, it says, um, so it, it says it in a, a few places. This, uh, for example, um, um, let me just find this, right? Yeah, v'chol iser asher asher nafsha yakum, that any, any pledge that, that talking about a, a girl of here, a woman, any pledge that she takes upon herself, she should keep. And it, it repeats it a, a number of times, a number of times, where you have this idea of, um, of fulfilling what you say, of keeping what you say. G'chol hayetz mipiv yasa, everything that comes out of your mouth you should do. So these are the two places where it says in Chumash this idea of keeping a nedun neshua that one makes. Now, it's like this. The, the, now let's see the Rambam. In, in Mitzvah Tzadi Dalad, the Rambam puts all of these psukim that I just mentioned, whether it be in Parshas Kiseitzeh, whether it be in Parshas Matas, it's all one big mitzvah. So the Rambam writes, again, we're not going to see the whole thing inside, but just a few lines. The Rambam says, Mitzvah Tzadi Dalad, the 94th mitzvah is, Shetzivonu l'kayim kol ma'shikibalnu anashenu. That we have to fulfill everything that we've accepted upon ourselves, b'milas shvuah v'neder, whether it be with a shvuah, a neder, tzedakah, carbon. Vizulaza, anything in that in those categories of taking a pledge and then committing oneself to something, again, if it if it's serious, then you have to fulfill. And that's the Pasuk that, that is in Parashas Kiseitse, that you have to keep anything that comes out of your mouth. Okay. Even though he, again, we're not going to see this inside, but even though the Gemara, this Pasuk that he's quoting of keeping everything that you say, the Gemara, like Mamish, breaks it apart and takes every single word and says it's referring to something different. 
Amnam hakavana hamagas mikomash is a But at the end of the day, all those different examples the Gemara gives, whether it be uh, a vow uh, about a carbon, about tzedakah, about all different things, the general klal that comes out of all of it is that a person should fulfill everything that they expressed, that they that they're obligating themselves. Whatever the issue might be, Okay, so that's the that's the sheet of the Rambam. So it's one mitzvah, which is keep what you say, whether it be an ed or shvua. Doesn't matter what category, or what doesn't matter what the what the uh, what the uh, subject matter was. Keep what you say. Okay. All right. It's like this. The Ramban disagrees. The Ramban on on Sefer Mitzvahs over there disagrees with the Ramban, and the and the Ramban explains that the truth is there's really two mitzvahs that are going on over here. So in order to explain this point, take a look at the Marmokan that you have. So in Marmokan number one and two. This is, a, this is from the Rambam in Hilchas Nadar. Okay, this is a very important klal. The Rambam over here is talking about that conceptually when you're talking about any ned or shu that a person makes, it really falls into two different categories. The Rambam explains. Rambam Hilchas Nadar, again, the first halach in Hilchas Nadar. Haneder nechlak machlakis. There's two types of nedarim, or there's two types of shuas, whatever. There's two types of vows that a person can make. The first type is as follows. That a person can use their words to take something that, which, that was mutter and to make it aser. So for example, the person says, I know the guy says to himself that all, uh, all bananas that come from Brazil um, are aser to me for a month. Okay? Bananas from Brazil are kosher. There's nothing wrong with it. No, for whatever reason, he wants to make it aser to him. And that's possible. That's true. So that's, that's something, so a person can take something that's motor and make it awesome. The chelag zeh, this type of neder or shvua, who shani kari Ram says, I'm going to call this for, for you know, all uh, intensive purposes in, in these halachas, nidre iser. Nidre iser, so it's, in other words, what does a nidre iser mean? It means something that was motor technically. I am making usr through a vow. That's one type. Okay. Then the Ram in, in halacha beis says the following, hachelag hasheni, but there's another type of neder. The first type of nether is where you took something which was permitted, which was mutter, and you made it aser. The second type of nether is where I'm obligating myself to bring something uh, to Hashem, to, bring, to offer something, to offer a gift, whether it be to Hashem as a carbon, maybe to, a tzedakah to, to poor people, something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm being mechaiv myself, I'm obligating myself to, to bring something or to do something that I'm not otherwise obligated to do. Gigayin. For example, Shayomer, the guy says, Hare Alai Lohavi Oila. Right? So he says, I'm, I'm taking it upon myself. I'm obligating myself to bring a carbon oila. Oi, Hare Alai Lohavi Shlomim, my mincha, or other different types of carbonas. Hare Behemazu, Oila Shlomim, or the person specifies a certain animal. This animal should be an oila. This animal should be a shlomim. So this is a different type of nether. The Chelek Zehu Shani Kari, I said, this type of nether I'm calling Nidre Hektish. What does it mean, Nidre Hektish? It means that my nether is not just forbidding me from eating bananas from Brazil. Bananas from Brazil still remain the same thing. I'm just not allowed to eat it. Nidre Hektish means that I'm, I'm taking something and I'm making it kaidish, I'm making it holy, I'm designating it for a particular purpose, whether it be for the Beis Amigdash, for poor people, whatever it is, and, and I have to carry through with what I just said. So it's Nidre Iser and Nidre Hektish. In Allah Gimel, Maramaka number three, the Ramam says, these are two different categories, it's true, and they're different, you know, and they have different halachas and so on. But mitzvah sasei shal Torah, but there is only one mitzvah of the Torah, she'ikayim adam shavuasa, a nidra, that a person should keep their shavu or their nedr, bein she'yim nidre iser, bein she'yim nidre hektish, whatever category it is, whether it be nidre iser category, 
bananas from Brazil, or whether it be Nidre Hekdish, and I'm making an animal a carbon or designating money for its taka, it doesn't matter. There's one mitzvah that is of me to keep all of that, Shenemar, Maitzis Vesecha Tishmar. So the Ram, this is what we started with. The Ramam says there's one mitzvah to keep everything that you say. And what the Ramam is, 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 is sort of hinting to is that there are two different types of nadarim out there, right? There's nidre iser versus nidre hektish, right? Number one, I'm making something usher to me. Number two, I'm designating something as, you know, uh, for the base of or for anim or whatever it is, and I have to carry through with it. But the Ramam says, but at the end of the day, it's just one mitzvah for forcing me to keep both types. This is where the Ramban disagrees. The Ramban holds that these two types of nadarim, nidre iser versus nidre hektish, have two different mitzvahs. Have two different mitzvahs. In Parshas Kisitza, uh, in, in, I'm sorry, Parshas Kisitze, it's talking about nidre hektish. It's talking about bringing a carbon, designating money for tzedakah, things like this, where I'm obligated to, I'm, I'm making something through my nether. I'm taking something and I'm making it hektish, and I'm making it. Uh, you know, uh, owed to, uh, to, to the Gabbet Tzedakah, whatever it is. And then the, on that, the Pasuk says, keep what you say. In Parshas Mata, is that something different? Parshas Mata is talking about a woman or a person that's just making vows on themselves, uh, bananas from Brazil. And so that's a separate Pasuk of, of what, of anything comes out of your mouth to, to keep. So this is the, and we'll talk about this in a moment, and we'll see very, very important Pinimis Atar that comes out of this. But th- this is the this is the Rambam and Ramban. How many mitzvahs do we have in terms of compelling us to keep our our word? According to the everyone agrees to the same thing, which is there are two categories of nedarim shvuas. There's nidre yisur and nidre hektish. The question is how many mitzvahs are compelling me to keep this? According to the Rambam, there's one mitzvah that sums up everything. Keep what you say. Finished. According to Ramban, two different ones. There's a mitzvah for nidre hektish, and there's a mitzvah for nidre yisur. Okay, so we have, to, we have to figure this out. So what exactly is the issue over here? On, on, on the surface, Lachar the Rambam makes a lot of sense. Okay, there's different types of nadarim, different types of things that you might take upon yourself, but at the end of the day, keep what you say. I mean, that's basically, you know, it's a tzadashav, it's the common denominator. What exactly, why is the Ramban feeling so strongly that he has to divide them into two mitzvahs? No, no, they're both tishmar. Is an assay. And, no, yeah, that's a license. That's in the license. Even with an assay. So it's Maitis of Sechatishmar and Kuchal Yetim Pivyasa. No, so that's counted in license. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the question. Why would the Ramban count them as two? So it's like this. <clears throat> the reason for it is as follows that these two different types of Nadarim, if you think about it, are conceptually very different. In other words, when, when I'm talking about um, uh, bananas from Brazil, okay, so bananas from Brazil are motor. No, I want to make them muscle. Over there, the words that are coming out of my mouth are not just forcing me to do something. The words out of my mouth are actually creating a, 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 a reality on those bananas, right? That's what it is. It's the chalais iser, the actual status that, that these bananas move from being kosher to treif, are actually created from my words. So over there, the concept of a nether is not just compelling me to, 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 uh, to react in a certain way. The words that I'm coming out of my mouth have a kaykh to actually make a reality on these bananas. These bananas are mutter, and through my words, they become usr. When it comes to hektish, so the question is like this. Let's say I, I take an animal, right, and I say, harezu oil. This is an oil. So now a number of things took place, right? It's an oil. 
right? It's an oila. And now that it's an oila, I have to bring it to the base of English. But the question is as follows. What made it an oila exactly? Again, when I, when I took the bananas and I said, these bananas are also to me, my words, the halach of neder, the halachas of nedarm, the pasuk, the, 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 the Yerodea concept of Nedarm and Shavuos is what made those bananas Zaser. The question is, what is making this carbon a carbon? We know that in Halacha there's a concept that's called Amirase Legevaya Kemisrase Lehegit. In other words, when I say, let, let's take a step back, if I say this cow, Harezu Oila, who actually owns the cow? The Halacha is if I, Hegdish, the Beis Hamigdash literally owns the cow. Now, in Cheshem Mishpat, in Monetary Halachas, the, the Beis Hamigdash actually owns that cow. And it's, it's a carbon. The question is, how did that happen? Usually when it comes to Cheshem Mishpah, when it comes to monetary union, I have to, someone has to make a kinyan. If I want to give you something, if I just say this is yours, it doesn't mean anything. You have to come and pick it up, do something. So there's a concept when it comes to Hekdish, which is, Amirose Legevoya, by saying something, by saying, this is going to be for Hekdish. Or I take upon myself on my assets a responsibility to give a cow to Hekdish. Then the Beis Hekdish actually owns part of my property. That's what makes it a carbon. So the question is as follows, what, where, where is that coming from? Is that coming from the mitzvah of Nadarm and Shavuos? Or is that coming from another idea just within the world of Chesh and Mishpat? And we know that, again, the Gemara says, Amirasa Legevaya, that when you say something by saying, I want to give this to Hegdish, automatically it's as if Hegdish came and picked it up. The question is, where is that coming from? Is that a Chesh and Mishpat halacha? Or is that a... Mitzvah, a Yeridei Halacha, is that coming from the Dharma and Shavuos? Now, I'll, I'll explain in a moment. If you take a look at Marmaka number four, there's an Avdim Elon. Okay, I know this is, sounds a little bit, uh, in, in a minute or so, it'll become clear what I'm trying to get at over here. The Avdim talks about the following question. Let's say, let's say you have a guy, and a guy says, he has a cow. A guy says, Harezu Oil. A guy's lot of incarbonates. And the guy says, I, I'm designating this cow as a carbon. Does Hekdish own that cow? So here, here's going to be the nafkamina. What When a yid says, Harezu Oila, Hekdish owns that cow, and it becomes a carbon, right? But wh- why does it become a carbon? If the reason why it becomes a carbon is the same reason why the bananas from Brazil become asr, because there's a halacha in Torah, there's a mitzvah, which is called a neder and a shvua, and there's a kayach, and that mitzvah, the Torah said that the words of a yid are able to be poil, able to accomplish, that the bananas become asr, and his words are able to say that, that, that this cow is owned by the Beis HaMikdash. Well, that's only for a yid. That's only for a yid. It doesn't apply to a guy. But if you say, if you say that what? That that when I say harezu oila, I say this cow is, is hagdish, it becomes owned by hagdish not because of any pasuk. That's, that's the rules of chesh and mish, but that's the rule of monetary rules. Human beings have to pick things up. Beis Hamikdash owns things automatically if you just give them permission. Well, then it'll apply to even a non-Jew as well. Then it'll apply to a non-Jew as well. Now take a look at the Avni Meloim, and then we'll swing back to what we're talking about with the Rambam, the Ramban, you'll see in a second where I'm heading at. The Avni Meloim writes like this, When it comes to a non-Jew, certainly there's no, there's no mitzvah, there's no loisasei of not keeping one's word, there's no asei of keeping one's word. All these psukim that we're talking about in Kiseitzei and Pashas Matis, it doesn't apply to a guy. Gaim don't have this mitzvah. Ella, but despite that, when a guy says this cow should be an oila, it becomes hektish. And it becomes owned by the base of English, it is now a carbon. Why? Because the ability to make a, when, when you say this, is a, this cow is a carbon, it's becoming a carbon not because of the, the special mitzvah of what, of keeping, of, of neder and shvuah. 
it's becoming a carbon because that's the halachas of Cheshen Mishpat dictate such. The halachas of Cheshen Mishpat say, law and order, monetary law says, that if you give permission, that, that for one person to another, I give you something, you have to pick it up to acquire it. When it comes to the Beis Amigdash, you give permission, the Beis Amigdash acquires it automatically. That has nothing to do with the mitzvah and the, 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 the mitzvah of Nedarim and Shavuos. And therefore, if a guy says such, says such a thing, I raise a it becomes a carbon, regardless of the fact that he doesn't have the concept of neder and shvur. But you, you could probably say the same just by the fact that Hekdesh could force a, a Jew to take out his other from him, right? Just by him well, first him. you have to establish that it's an ayla. That's, that's, that's an akudah. Whenever he said Hekdesh can force him, yes. there, so yes. it's not like a neder. Nobody can force him. No, that's true. Once, it become, right. once, it's there, once it's theirs, they can do it. But the question is, how does it become theirs? So let, 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 let's take a step back. Let me explain where I'm, where, I'm, where I'm getting at over here. Again, we started with the sheet of the Ramban, that you have Nidre Iser versus Nidre Hekdish. And the Ramban said two different mitzvahs. The question is why? Well, the answer is as follows, because fundamentally, the, 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 these two mitzvahs are fundamentally very different. When it comes to Nidre Iser, the bananas from Brazil, then the, word, the, the, the reason why these bananas become usr is because of neder and shvua. It's because of the mitzvah of neder and shvua. The mitzvah of gechal yitzim pivyasa, the mitzvah of keep your word. That mitzvah is actually not just telling me to not eat the bananas. It's making the bananas usr. So that's one type of idea. That mitzvah is not just telling me how to react to the bananas. It's, it's, actually, it's actually making the bananas different. That's nidri yisr. But when it comes to Nidre Hektish, when I say this, this, this cow should be a carbon, or I say this money should be for tzedakah, or I accept upon myself these, uh, you know, to, to give uh, X amount of money to the base of Megdash, the reason why the, 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 the cow becomes a carbon, or the money now becomes owned by, by the Gabbai tzedakah, is not because of the Pasuk, it's not because of Neder and Shua, that's a Cheshen Mishbar Halacha. It's a Chayshim Mishbar Halacha which says that once you say anything in your possession, I want to give to the Beis HaMikdash L'Gavaya, Gavaya owns it. It applies even to a non-Jew. Even a non-Jew doesn't have these mitzvahs. So what is the mitzvah then of Neder and Shvu when it comes to a case of a karban or a case of tzedakah? It's just telling you how to react to the cow. That now that the cow is a carbon in your property, now that this money is owned by the Gabbai Tzedakah, the Pasuk then comes and says, okay, now do something about it. Bring it to the Beis HaMikdash, bring it to the Gabbai Tzedakah. They're two separate concepts. When it comes to the mitzvah of Nidre Iser, the Pasuk's not just telling you, stay away from the banana. The Pasuk is telling you that the bananas are usr and, and, and because of that, stay away from the banana. But when it comes to the mitzvah of Nidarim, when it comes to Nidre Hektish, the Pasuk is not telling you the behemah is a carbon. Of course the behem is a carbon. In Chayshin Mishpat the behem is a carbon because you gave permission to Hektish to, to get it. Even a guy can do that. The Pasuk is not telling you. The Pasuk is not making the, carbon a, uh, the animal a carbon. The, pus, the carbon is telling you that now that the animal is a carbon, stay away from it. Or, or you know, bring it to the base of English. Follow through with what you said. Two different concepts. So this is why the Ramban counts them as two different, different things. The Pasuk by Nidre Isser, the, the site of that Pasuk is is a chiddush that, that, that the pasuk is being mechadish, that, you're a, that you can actually change the mitzias, the, the halachic status of the bananas with your words. And automatically you have to therefore carry, you know, follow through with it. You have to live accordingly. When it comes to Nidre Hekdish, the pasuk is not telling you, a chiddush, the, the pasuk is, is not the source of why this animal is a carbon. The pasuk is simply the source of, okay, now that the animal is a carbon because you said so, because you gave permission for Hekdish to own it, Mamela, you have to therefore carry through with it. It's two different ideas. You follow this? That's the idea. So, according to the Ramadan, the Nakamina with the Goy would be that she doesn't, 
<coughs> he doesn't have to bring it. Exactly. That's the nakuda. That's the nakuda. And this is this is the this is the side of the chilukov here. When we have this idea of amirasi legevay kmiyasrasi where you have uh, a cow in your in your farm, whatever it is, where you have money on the dining room table, and you say, "I want to give this to the base hamikdash." Automatically, it's owned by the Beis Hamikdash. The question is, where does how does that transaction happen? Is that happening from Chayshin Mishpat just on its own in Chayshin Mishpat? Forget Psukim, this is unrelated to Psukim. Chayshin Mishpat does that, right? Or do we say no, no, no? It's not Chayshin Mishpat. It's the Pasuk. The Pasuk of Nedarim and Shvus is the, is the source for such a thing. So this seems to be the Machlokes between the Ramban and the Rambam. According to the Ramban, according to the Ramban, what? When it comes to a carbon and nidre hekdish, what's making it a carbon, what's making the money for, for, for aniyim, is not the mitzvah. It's chayshin mishpat. It's chayshin mishpat. That's what's making it the mitzvah. And that's what's, that's what's making it uh, owned by the base of English. And then the mitzvah comes to tell you how to navigate that. To tell you, okay, now that it is already owned by the base of English, do something about it. Bring it to the base of English and so on. Or bring it to the poor people and v'chul v'chul. Where, however, the Rambam counts them as one mitzvah, right? The Rambam counts Nidri Hekdish, Nidri Mitzvah as one big mitzvah. Why? What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is, do what you say. What does that mean? It means the Rambam understood that the concept of Amirasa Gavai that when I say this, this, carb, this cow is a carbon, it becomes a carbon, that is not because of Chesh and Mishpat, that's because of the mitzvah of Nedarman Shuas. The power of Nedarman Shuas, just like it can make bananas from Brazil Aser, it can make this cow owned by the Beis Amigdash. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. if there was no possible Moises to set this mark, you wouldn't know, it would still be hackish. It would still be hackish. You would still know what to do with it because there's a mitzvah of Eilat. But there would be nothing forcing you to do it. But why? Forcing you to do it is a mitzvah that Eilat has to be brought. Okay, but in terms of. In term, uh, has to, why is it, who says an Eilat has to be brought? This, this is a source that if you have an Eilat in your property, you've got to bring it. This is the this is talk of the mitzvah. Well, that's a Loisa safe for it. It's, a, it's an essay and a Loisa safe. We know that there's halachas of what to do with a carbon. No, so we know, what, we know the halachas of what to do with a carbon, but is there anything compelling me of like the first moment I have a chance to bring it, should I bring it? That's, that's this mitzvah. That's this mitzvah, according to Rambam. According to Rambam. So they, 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 in, order, in, order, in order for them to do it, they would actually, actually, act, actually have to bring it to the base of Megdash, and the Gabi would have to take it, and it would have to be an actual Kenyan. If you take a look at Maramukha number five, you'll see, you'll see this point. The Rosh in Adarim talks about this idea of Amirasa the Gavayi Kimisrasal Hedid, right? That by saying this cow is a carbon, by a yid, it becomes hektish. Says the Rosh, the Chayiv Lakayim the Devaroi, and you have to fulfill your word, Ki'ilu Nadar. As if you made a vow, because the Pasik says, you have to keep what you say, you can't therefore go back on it. Notice what the Rush is saying is, not like the Avdimuan, is that the, 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 the reason why when you say this cow is hektish, it becomes hektish, is not because of Chesh and Mishpat. It's because of Maisis Vasachatishmar, it's because of the mitzvah of Nadarm and Shuas. And that will be the Rambam. So this is, and it wouldn't apply to a guy, exactly. So this is again, so sum it all up. Let's just chazer for a second. Again, we have two different types of nadarm. You have nidre iser, nidre iser, and you have nidre hektish. Okay? <coughs> the Rambam counts them as one big mitzvah, that either case, whatever the type of nadar is, keep what you say, whereas the Ramban counts them as two. What's the fundamental machlokas? So the machlokas is as follows. According to, according, to, according to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, 
In the case of Nidri Isser, the bananas from Brazil, or Nidri Hektish, this cow is, is a carbon. Both cases, the, the, the status of those bananas, that they're now usher to me, or the status of this cow, that it's now owned by the Beis Hamikdash and a carbon, it's all coming from the Chiddush of the Parsha and the Sugya, the mitzvah of Nedar Menshuos. Nedar Menshuos is Mechadish a Chiddush, that I could have the Kayach to make the bananas from Brazil usher, and I could have the Kayach to take my cow and make it owned by the Beis Hamikdash, even if they don't come and pick it up. And it's all coming from the Dharma and Shavuos. And so there's one mitzvah. That everything that you say, it's, it's poil, it accomplishes something, and follow through with it. That's the aside. Whereas in the Ramban, it's not like that. The Ramban says, no, no, no. When it comes to Nidre Is or the bananas from Brazil, then you're right. Then the, 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 the sug, the parsha, the pasuk of Nedr and Shavuos is the source of why those bananas are aser. And Mimela, follow through with it. But when it comes to the carbon, says the Ramban, that's not why it's owned by the Beis HaMikdash. Over there it's owned by the Beis HaMikdash from Chesh HaMishpah. That's a regular rule in Chesh HaMishpah, that if I give permission to Hagdish to take my cow, automatically it becomes theirs. They don't have to go through the hassle of picking it up and, and schlepping it. And therefore over there, when I say this cow is a carbon, over there the mitzvah of Nedar Menshuos is not the source of why it's a carbon. It already is a carbon from Chesh HaMishpah. What is the mitzvah of Nadar Meshuos over there? Just tell me how to live with it, how to react to it, follow through, you know, bring it to the base of Migdash now. So it's conceptually two different mitzvahs. Nidri Isser is what? Is the, plus, the mitzvah of Nedar is actually, is actually the source of why the bananas are Aser. Nidri Hegdish is not the source of why the behemoth is a carbon. It's just telling me, now the behemoth is a carbon, this is what you do with it. Yeah, that's, the, that's the idea. Where the Rambam, is there also the power of Kushimishpah? Taking a role with so, so in the, in the Rambam, here's the Chiddush. So here's the Nikud. This is where we're going to transition now to Pneumius. Is that in the Rambam, we have this tremendous Chiddush, which we don't find anywhere else. Usually here, usually when it comes to Yiddishkeit, whenever you're dealing with something that's, that's momentous, that's Chesh and Mishpat, the usual way we handle it is that you first put a blinder on mitzvahs. We, we, don't think of, we only think in terms of Chesh and Mishpat. And then once we figure out how to react to something in terms of Chayish and Mishpat, now you can put mitzvahs on it. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have, um, you have two people, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, someone brings me to Besden and says, you know, the jacket that you're wearing is really my jacket. And I say, what are you talking about? It's my jacket. So there's no witnesses and there's no nothing. So what does Besden say? He's wearing the jacket. So it says, right? So let me ask you a question. Nope. That's in Chesh Mishpat, right? Chesh Mishpat says, There's no proof either way. The guy's wearing the jacket. Assume it says, right? Well, let me ask you something. Isn't there, isn't there a Shail of Gezel over here, right? So why don't we say, Suffolk derives the Chumra? Bezin should say, Suffolk derives the Chumra. There is still a Suffolk, right? We're not sure whether, this, whether I own the jacket or not. Bezin should paskin, take the jacket off, let it just sit until a Yonavi comes and figure it out. Suffolk derives the Chumra. So Rav Shimon Shkop in Shariyosha says in Amar side, he says, that's not how you think of things. When it comes to monetary stuff, when it comes to a jacket, first you think Chayish Mishpah. First you think Mominus. First you think on human terms. And in human terms, the rules are, the guy is wearing a jacket, you have no reason to, you have no proof that it's not his, so that's it. Now, first you establish the truth in Chesh Mishpat, and then on top of that, once you like get the human side of things down in Chesh Mishpat, now you can bring God into things, right? Then you have a Pasuk and Yisurim, but you, you, you can't mix things up. We don't have anywhere, the, the, the general Mahalach is that mitzvahs don't come and define terms in Chesh Mishpat. They don't, the, the mitzvahs don't come and say who owns what. 
Mrs. could sometimes tell you what you should do with your money. That's for sure, right? The Torah says, buy a little esteric. So the Torah some, will, will, is willing to tell you what to do with your money. But the Torah is not usually going to tell you that mitzvahs don't come and, de, and, and define who owns something. That's, the, the order of things is usually bottom up. First you, right, first you go Chayish Mishpat. Chayish Mishpat first dictates, the guy comes in, they're fighting over the jacket. Don't, you're now, the Bezdin should not be thinking religious at that time. They're thinking human. And human beings think things just like the American legal system would be. The guy's wearing a jacket, you have no proof otherwise, it's his jacket. That's now the established truth. Now, you, now mitzvahs come in. But to start thinking mitzvahs and to define, to determine monetary ownership based on mitzvahs, that's backwards. That's the general approach. And over here, we have a very interesting phenomenon. This is where the Ramban is going with that normal mahalach. This cow is owned by me. How do I make this cow owned by anyone else? That's Cheshemishbat. So we have this idea that if I say this cow is Hegdish, it's owned by Hegdish. Well, says the Ramban, that has to be a Cheshemishbat. You've got to explain that in Cheshemishbat. We don't have Psukim coming and telling, you know, making things owned by other people. Cheshemishbat. You want, now, that, now that the cow is owned by the Beis Amigdash, in terms of Cheshemishbat legally, because when it comes to Beis Amigdash, just giving permission, they don't have to go through the hassle of picking it up. But Cheshemishbat is where the halach is coming from, and that's what applies to a guy as well. So now that you have that, and then you can have a pasuk of Maitzis Vizachatishmar, how to handle that on top of that. But in the Rambam, we have this huge Chiddush. We don't have this anywhere else. That you have a mitzvah, that, that, that money is being transferred from top down. You follow this? It's like top down. That a mitzvah is coming from Minashemayim and coming to define to us the realities in terms of Chayish and Mishpat. So, we have, we, so what we have over here is a very strange phenomenon. B'derach Klal, things work, first Chayish like bottom up. First establish a truth of Chayish and Mishpat, and then you're a day, right? And then Psukim, on top of that, to tell you how to navigate that reality that you clarified in Chayish and Mishpat, the mitzvah then comes to tell you how to navigate that. So bottom up, Chayish and Mishpat, and then you're a day. And that's how the Ramban is viewing this as well. First, Chesh and Mishpat, the cow is owned by the Beis Migdash, that's Chesh and Mishpat, unrelated to a Pasuk. Then the Pasuk comes and says, okay, now navigate through that. In the Ramban, we have this huge Chiddush. That what? That it's coming the opposite. It's top down. That the Pasuk of Moises Vesecha Tishmar is not just telling you how to live. It's actually defining for us who owns this cow. That's a huge chiddush, that your day should come, that a passage should come and, and tell us and overwhelm Chayish and Mishpat in such a way, right? And navigate Chayish and Mishpat from, 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 from top down. That's a huge chiddush. Now, okay, so fine, okay, as they get us. The truth is, this, this opens up a very, very, very deep Indian in Pneumus Atayra, and we're just going to touch it for a few minutes, and it's a, it's a biggie side. The Rabbanishal made the world in such a way we know, if, if you think, maybe, maybe some of us never really thought about formulating this question in the following way, but there is, there is the following question that Mekubala asked. We know that everything in this world comes from a higher place, right? Everything comes from a higher place. The Rabbanishal is, you know, the Rabbanishal made, the, made the, the creation in such a way, everything has its root in Ruchnius, and from Ruchnius it descends down the ladder into Gashmius. So in a certain sense, the way to think of reality is that what? It's top-down, right? Things start in Ruchnius. They think, you know, everything has a mazl, right? Everything has a malach, whatever it is. It starts in Ruchnius, and from there it trickles down into an actual blade of grass. Right? That's how it goes. But what's, okay, so that's how it goes. What's interesting is, though, but if you look at reality just the way we experience things, things actually usually go the opposite, usually grow bottom-up. When, you, when, you, when a person is born, you're born as a baby, and you grow to become an adult. Right? 
Things, when, a plant is, is, when you plant a seed, it starts off as little and then it grows big. So now we're, we're so used to that because that's just, you know, that's the world we live in. But if you think about it, it doesn't really fit the, the bigger model. Right? The bigger model of reality is that things start on top. Things start in a more, uh, in a bigger, you know, broader, spiritual, uh, more developed place. And from there, it trickles down into something that's physical. Right? In other words, Ruchnius versus God. Ruchnius is much more infinite. Ruchnius is much more real and much more developed and much more uh, uh, broad than, than a little blade of grass which comes and goes. The Malach is not going anywhere. The blade of grass comes and goes, right? So it's like a funny phenomenon where things go from, on, on a broader sense, things go from top down. But then when you're actually in the world, things go bottom up. It's like a funny, it's a funny thing. Take a look at the Zara Kaddish in Marmokka number six. Okay? The Zara Kaddish is, 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 is dealing with this Nakuda. Okay? Listen to what the Zara says. It's going out of Pasuk, referring to uh, the coming of Mashiach. The Pasuk says, Heitiva Bertzancha Estzion. That Hashem, you will, you will, you will do good to Yerushalayim, you will build the base of Megdash, and you'll build the walls of, of Yerushalayim. And the Zohar Kaddish makes the following observation. The Pasuk is describing the coming of Mashiach, where the Rabbi Shalom will build the base of Megdash, and then he'll build the walls. So it sounds like the base of Megdash first, and then the walls. Okay, so the Zohar says like this. It's in Parshas Mishpat and Taka. Kuchibrichu says the Zayar that the Rabbanu Shalom kol avdai lav kaitu the binyan nasha. When the Rabbanu Shalom does something, it's never like the way we do things. It's always it's always the opposite. Binyan nasha when it comes to human being kadbani be mikdasha lasata when we build a base mikdash down here when a human being does something down here how do we how do we uh, see reality how do we experience reality always bottom up things always start small and then they grow to their completion that's how it is. Things start immature, and then they become mature. They start young, they become old. You start stupid, and eventually you become intelligent. That's, that's the way it goes, right? You be, you're ignorant, and then you're knowledgeable. Everything is bottom up. But says, says the Zara Kaddish, so when a human being, so they're from the base of Mikdash as well, so to speak. When we build a base of Mikdash down here, they first you build the walls, right? Which is sort of like the outside, and you're sort of moving in, right? Like, moving in is considered like moving up, you know, it's in a similar sense. Like, the ichor is the basic English inside. First, you start with the, uh, you know, the peripheral stuff, the walls, and then you get to the, the ichor. And then you get to the basic English itself. But when it comes to Mashiach, the, the Pasuk describes it not like that. The Rabbani Shalom is not doing that. First, the Rabbani Shalom is like top down. First, the Beis Amigdash proper. And after that, when it descends down from heaven, then the walls of Yerushalayim will be, will be built. So the Zara Kodesh is already picking up on this, that we have a little bit of like a contradiction. Do, from the Rabbani Shalom side of things, from, from the higher world to the lower world, things move from more developed to less developed, from Ruchnius into Gashmius. But yet in our world, things move from, from underdeveloped to developed, from small to big. So this is like, this is like funny, it's funny contrast. So this is a discussion by the Mukubalam. And one of the, and, and, and one of the re, and one, there's a lot of explanations of why this is. But one of the reasons is as follows, and this is the Nakud that we're gonna just focus on right now. And again, the reason why I'm talking about this is because you sort of see this in the, in the discussion we had before in the Ramban versus the Ramban of things usually going 
you know, uh, uh, top down and versus versus uh, bottom up, right? In our world, the way we usually think of things is like bottom up, chayshin mishpat, and then you're a day. But then you have this phenomenon of the Rambam, which is, no, 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 it's actually top down. Your day is coming and overwhelming Chesh and Mishpat. And these two, these two tracks are true on a, on, on, on a certain sense. Because in a broad sense, it's always your day and then Chesh and Mishpat, right? It's always Ruchnis and then Gashmias. That's how the whole world is really created, from Ruchnis and then Gashmias. But then when you focus in on our reality down here, it always works bottom up. Right, so to speak, like chesh mishpat, and then you're a day. Right, first you're like just get derech eretz, and then then tire. Right, it's always like immature and then mature. So it's, it's bottom. You follow this? It's like bottom up. One of the reasons for this is because ultimately, ultimately everything comes from the Rebbeinu Shlom. So of course everything is going to start from from up and then come down. The reason why the Rebbeinu Shlom made it, however, that when we experience things, we experience things bottom up, is because the Rebbeinu Shlom wants us to be a part of the process. He wants us to, 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 to go through the process of moving from bottom to top in order that everything that we then experience is ours. This is an akut. The Rebunishan doesn't just want to hand us things, right? We all know this from... from, from, from the Rebunishan doesn't just want to you know, create us and now we're in Eilam Haba and everything's fine. The Rebunishan wants to give, but he wants us to earn it. The Rebunishan wants to give us the opportunity to open up our hands and to ask for it. And once you ask for it, the Rebbe says, okay, fine, I'll give it to you. So this is why the Rebbe makes life in such a funny dynamic, where everything is top-down. The Rebbe is giving, giving, giving. He wants to give. But when it actually comes down to it, then the Rebbe says, okay, no, no, no. now come to me. Come to me. And when you come to me, says the Rebbe then I'll give you everything that's coming to you. You know, it's like, uh, again, the, the, the muscle that I've given for from Ishbitzer, from the, from the Ishbitzer is, is a father who has this huge empire of a business, Right? And he says to his son, listen, I'm getting old. I want to give it to you. And this is an empire that, you know, it's vast. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, and, and you're my only son. It's coming to you. But, but he says, but if I gave it to you, Justin, without you uh, working through it, then what? Then you're never going to feel really makusha to it. And other people are going to have tainas. You yourself are going to feel just like you're getting a handout. So the father says, so do me a favor. Go to the mailroom. Work your way up. Get familiar with the business. And then, and, and you'll do it quick. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to take you 50 years to do it. But you work through it. And you climb the ladder a little bit. And then I'll give it to you when, when you're ready. But you should just know it's coming to you. So these reasons, this is how life works. The Rabbani Shalom is giving. The Rabbani Shalom is giving. From Ruchnis, from the higher place, he's giving down here. But he doesn't just want us to receive it in its, in its full state. The Rebbe Shalom is giving, 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 but he wants us to then climb from bottom up in order to receive it. And then when we receive it, it's ours. And so this is the dynamic that's going on. When you experience life, we experience it bottom up. So everything starts off as a child, and then you become an adult. V'chulu, v'chulu. But yet, when, really, from a bigger sense, what's happening is everything is being funneled down. The Rebbe Shalom is giving you everything from top down. So things are going top down, but yet when they come down into this place, then all of a sudden it like stops, and now you have to go bottom up in order to get it. But that's, the, that's how life is. The Rebbe Shem is giving you everything, but he just wants you to push hard enough to, 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 to pull yourself up in order to receive it. And then when you receive it, it's mamish yours. And this is, so, so, this is what the Zara is talking about. Tochazi, so the Zara says like this, Tochazi, come and see. Kol inun oivdin da'ovid kushabrichu, Everything that the Rebbe Shalom does, okay, the Zara says that everything in this world we experience, like we were talking about, where it's coming from a high place and it's coming down, 
But then in this world, we, we have to work from bottom up. But when it comes to the Yemais HaMashiach, the Sitra Achri Yivr Alma, where there won't be any evil in the world, and we would have already worked through our, thing, our, our, our avoid of, of Galat. So this, this Indian of us having to move from bottom up in order to earn the, the, the reward that's coming down, that's what we're doing during Galas. But when it comes to Mashiach, what? When it comes to Mashiach, we're done. We did it already. We, we've, we've, we, went, we, we worked our way up the ladder. Now we're able to receive the company from our father, right? We're able to receive the, the, the business. So at that moment, when the Beis HaMikdash descends, it's going to descend, not bottom up, it's going to descend top down. That was the Beis HaMikdash, and then, then the walls. And so that's what's, that's what's being described by the Zara Kaddish, that in the world we live in right now, everything comes from above to below, but we are only able to receive it if we go from below to above. But once we go through that process of below to above, and now we're able to receive it, then we'll receive it as it really is, which is above to below. Based on Miglish first, and then the walls of Yerushalayim. It's not a simple idea, and I apologize, it's, it's a complicated Indian. But this is what's going on over here. Again, this, this phenomenon of, um, of how we relate Chesh and Mish with Yeradeya, the human monetary aspect of things. Does that, is that first, and then mitzvahs come? Or is it, no, 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 mitzvahs come, and then Chesh and Mishpat is sort of overwhelmed by that which is, again, the debate in this case between the Rambam and the Ramban, that, 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 that's a truth, that's a, that's a, that's a large truth. On, on a certain level, from a very broad perspective, things are always top-down, right? Ruchnias, the higher world, and then the lower world comes from that. But then from a more, uh, more you know, pratdika way of thinking, when you're actually in this world, we see things bottom-up. And that's the, the yisad that's going on. The Rabbani Shalom is giving, top-down, but he want, in order for us to really earn it and to appreciate it, he's giving it to us, but he forces us in our life to develop bottom up in order to taka, earn it and to receive it. And then when that happens, then it's taka, a shidduch, and then we get what was always coming to us. That's the, that's the nakuda. Okay. Huh? Oh, that's it. Right, everything was mamish there. And then he's getting, right, exactly. So it's only everything was mamish there by other. It's a perfect example, right? Everything was mamish there, uh, but there was no human being to daven for it. And once he davens for it, then the then then the range continues down. It continues down. Okay, very good. Uh,